It's time once again for another episode of Outside the Pro Wrestling Ring Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to watch a classic match from 4-14-1961 in Chicago Auditorium. This is Buddy Rogers versus Great Haystack Calhoun. And I'm going to play the actual commentary from this match because it's actually hilarious. Uh, so... I hope you enjoy this one. I'm not going to talk. And I'm going to give a little commentary as we go along with along with the other commentator and give you my thoughts. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to have a listen to it. And I hope you enjoy it. Everybody, Russ Davis, Ringside International Amphitheater in Chicago. Well, this is a match that a lot of you folks have been waiting to see. It's the first time that we've had Haystack Cal- uh, Calhoun in the amphitheater, and uh, Buddy Rogers as a defending champion. And Haystack Calhoun was over 600 pounds, and the, the comment: This is the first time anybody had seen Haystack Calhoun as the announcer said. Uh, so it's very interesting as we go along uh, just to see the challenge that uh, Buddy Rogers had. So here we go. Has to take on everybody. I don't think he would have chosen this one. Of his own free will. The belt is up for grabs. This is all 600 and some odd pounds of haystack. He carries, you know, as uh, sort of a little good luck charm in his corner. A mule shoe and a well chain. Sort of a lavalier for him. Break anybody else's back to carry it around. He's complaining about Buddy Rogers' masked uh, manager, uh, Bob Davis. No kin of mine being in the ring. He laughingly kid Bob the Bat Masters in the wrestling. He always generally carries canes. The Calhoun wouldn't even get in the ring with him tonight when he had that. He's been in a couple of ruckus. And you'll hear that the announcer will talk about getting haystack. He was joking, but they said that uh, it took a forklift to get haystack Calhoun in the ring because he was over 600 pounds, and obviously that was a joke, but that's what the announcer said, so. only tries to defend himself. Calhoun is married, has a tremendous appetite. Takes a dozen eggs, old bread, and a half pound of butter to feed him just for breakfast. He has no compunction at all about diet, neither is his wife. Even his overalls have to be tailor-made, they tell me. He travels in a trailer. He can't get in a car. You didn't see the fork. And I just noticed that Haystack Calhoun is wrestling without uh, shoes truck that they put him in the ring with. That happened earlier. Stan Zarbanek has 
called Rogers to the center of the ring. There's a small amount of discussion about what's legal and what's illegal here. No holes are barred except uh, knuckles, pickaxe handles, eye gouging. And so there's a common elbow tie-up between Buddy Rogers and Haystack Calhoun. And he's going to go with a side headlock here to start off the, the tie-up here. Calhoun, this is a scuffling match, as he calls him. He wrestles barefooted. You can get an idea of his size. Look, Buddy Rogers is just almost completely hidden from view here. He is right there. He's out of sight. And he haystack Calhoun just pushed Buddy Rogers up to the ropes. And as you know, she said, the weight of haystack is so big you couldn't see Rogers out of the collar elbow tire, but Rogers had to get off the ropes. Who will see me in the morning? Y'all gonna make me mad, boy. I'm gonna wear you down to where you ain't no bigger than sharecropper size, you keep that up. Right now. And they go again for the, there's a, he tried to take him over in a headlock. Didn't work. He might as well have a hold of the Empire State Building for all the good it does. Buddy's a strutter and, uh, generally has reason to strut, but not with this one. No, I wouldn't think so. As Calhoun, his arm is bigger than Buddy's head. I'd just like to point hey, that out. Just cut that hair now and then, my, uh, wouldn't be such a tremendous opportunity. All that fur on your face. But I sympathize with you there. I hate to shave, too. <laughs> And just took off like Buddy was a travois. He pushed Haystack and then went right along with it. He tried to push Haystack off, but he, he didn't get too far. Haystack didn't go off the ropes. Just kept riding holes in the headlock there. Oh, this I is asked this. Haystack what he was doing when he had this headlock and he went that way. But he says, I'm just making like I was pumping. And Haystack uh, just grinding it. But he off the ropes again, uh, and once again can't get Haystack to go off the ropes. Just holding on to the headlock. Mercilessly right there. The old calf rope, huh? Chaw beef. Chaw beef or calf guy's next the big buddy can't even choke him and that's a good observation right there and you can see the referee trying to check on buddy rogers and you know he's just got that headlock since then they're so good but he can't do anything And uh, Buddy just kicked him and uh, backed away in the haystack, trying to get him uh, trying to move. Blackhawks are winning. Another uh, Colorado type into a wrist lock there by 
Buddy Rogers an eighth dive reverses it into a wrist lock of his own and arm lock there by Haystack. And now Buddy reverses it into a sleeper. This is with fur attached, it looks like. But he's just so big that he can't choke him. Buddy gets mad at the crowd. He calls him a house full of paid referees, or paying referees. I wonder if he has a cholesterol problem. I would certainly think so. His tongue's beginning to hang out here like a well rope in a dry summer. condition he's doing this Stan the referee and Buddy are having themselves a good jaw session there well let's see if Haystack can lead him around by his wig What in the world are you trying to use the liver? And oh, I got there by Buddy Rogers. Say to the old nature boy, Rick Flair, there, right? Now I know where Flair got the eye gouge. Haystack just pulled him by the hair and Get away from the there's a body slam to Rogers by Calhoun. Haystack generally just walks up to him and sits down like so. And somebody's out in the ring here. I think Calhoun is too close to the ropes. I wonder what size his overalls are. About this time, he'd rather be in showers than two What size is Haystack's foot? Remember, right? Isn't that the way Eddie announced it? 
I think so, I know. I just sitting here at ringside looking at all of this animated blubber. Brother. Over said he'd never have any monstrosities around except that they were good ones, and brother, this is one. He is so big that rough, tough Buddy Rogers, who generally can cope with anything, can't get anywhere. Tell you what, we're just going to mash you up in the corner. Yeah. Just kind of make you part Just knees into the chest, buddy. Oh, what a splaster by Calhoun. He gets a two. And no, I didn't get a three. Didn't I get a three? The referee broke it up. Just ramming his head into the second turnbuckle was uh, Calvin. You know, looking at this program, I don't think you'll find it in there. You know, somebody always, I think it's the electrician. There's no fun with it to beat a guy like, uh, like nice this. Out here. A couple of delicate little punches to the jaw. And I just lift Rogers up into a big uh, bear hug there. Morgan Corners bear hug there. Look out. Oh no. And he dropped Kick Roger and uh, Calhoun out of the ring. And uh, the force was so big that uh, the rope broke when Calhoun fell out of it. The rope actually broke out of the ring. So. And Buddy Rogers is declared the winner on that one because of a disqualification because the rope broke in the, on the ring. Here in the amphitheater, but that one certainly sheared off right at the turnbuckle. What are we going to do about this? Come on out from there, Mr. Calhoun. And you can see the people there are just trying to fix the. The ring, yeah, they're trying to replace the rope as the rope did break off. And Calhoun hasn't gotten up yet. Calhoun has not gotten up yet. video uh it's that was a heck of a match i mean uh i had never seen that match before and i ended up coming across it on on one of the things that i was doing and i thought that was it was kind of it was kind of interesting and i just you know I, I thought it was it was really interesting so i wanted to play that 
specifically for you and do a little commentary along with the announcer because uh, Buddy Rogers was out of his element on that one uh, facing Haystack, you know. Uh, just a classic big, big man match there. And uh, the announcer was looking forward to going home on that one, I think. Because you not really had too much action to call on that one, but uh, I think, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was, uh, so just the presentation and everything was definitely really interesting. Uh, different time period, too. Uh, it was a different time period in wrestling, uh, that particular time, uh, to talk about. But what I want to do is play another one, another classic match. And this is Gorgeous George. We're going to go all the way back to 1950 this time. And this is also another classic match. This is Gorgeous George by the lady, uh, another by... Versusing another guy named Hans, uh, S T H, it's a Schnobel or something like that, and uh, now we're gonna watch that. And I've never seen Gorgeous George wrestle before, but this one goes about twenty-seven minutes, so we're gonna watch it, and I'll, I'll do some commentary along with it. This is uh, a new approach to the podcast, and I really hope you enjoy it. So we're gonna watch another match here from nineteen fifty. Gorgeous George versus Hans Schoenobal or something like that. So here we go. And this goes 27 minutes. Oh, Gorgeous George versus Hans Schoenobal. Okay. I hope you enjoy it. So here we go. Uh, this is also from the same night at the Chicago International Amphitheater. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Russ Davis speaking to you from Ringside at International Amphitheater in Chicago, where tonight the gorgeous one, gorgeous George himself, the old toast of the toast, is meeting Der Hans Schnabel. Seems like our Jeffries has a new cutaway here tonight. This one is rather an orchid color. Too bad we don't have color TV. <laughs> that is widespread quantities. Jeffries is standing here at attention as if he were getting ready to pipe the Grand Admiral of the Fleet aboard. I want to remind everybody this was 1950. Yes, I, the one we watched before was from 61. So this is from about 10 years earlier, in 1950. So. This goes, uh, they didn't have, you got to remember the announcer was going by the times here. They didn't have color TV, as you just mentioned. So that was just, I'd like to point, the, point that out. George will be coming in from your right. We understand there's something a little special been added tonight. Well, there's some of the Andy Frame men who always precede him. And here it is. Gorgeous George, one of the, oh no, ostrich fe well, shades of Sally Rand, police, what in the ostrich world? feathers no less. What just happened? 
What in the world just happened over here? That's a, was that Marilyn Monroe? Beautifully. Oh my God! Look, George, don't be sensitive because the customers are hooting and yelling. What? Is what else can you expect, dear boy? What in the? F I did. There Folks, I've never seen this before. Here, but what on earth they are? I don't know. The note was just handed to me, but but the robe is pink. Yeah, Hans, I agree with you, boy. Yes, that's the guy you're gonna wrestle, Georgie. And you Good. want to be a little bit careful of it. He's got about as much horsepower as one of these big GE diesels. Good evening, George. You talk about a... Oh, man. A few uh, Georgie pins for the peasants here. George strutting around in this pink satin. Oh, lovely. Was this his real gimmick? He has a new halo hairdo here tonight. Was this his real gimmick? Notice how it seems to make a little halo around his head. It will until we get in about, oh, 15 or 20 minutes into the match. And then it will look like the original inspiration for the song Rag Mop. <laughs> After a hard day on the post office floor. Yeah, I did this. Oh. Uh, match here tonight is rather a special arrangement. Uh, George, knowing that Hans is a great one to get into an opponent's hair, refused to wrestle unless Hans would let his hair be. With a 60-minute time limit, the contestant in this corner from Los Angeles, California, weighing 240 pounds, I don't think Hans can believe this. His opponent in the opposite corner, that ghost of the coast, the human I hope George takes off his nightgown. Well, Sidney Novak has had the nod for the refereeing chores on this match. And I do not use that phrase advisedly because refereeing a match between these two guys is going to be a big, big job. Now, George asking here, Hans to back up a little bit. George wants to see Hans's back here. Used to be in the old days that wrestlers would anoint themselves to a considerable extent with oil of wintergreen, claiming, of course, really? that the oil of wintergreen had some I... sort of an antiseptic value, and I presume that it has. But the main idea was that the oil base which carried the wintergreen extract would help make them just a little bit harder to hold on to. Well, now, wait a minute, George. If, if, if your coppin looks at everybody else, they're going to have one at you. Hey. Novak. He's got during the other eight hours of his day, when he works... This makes Rick Flair look like a... Boy. And so he's not known as a gentle person either. Oh, hello, a bustle, if you please. <laughs> Dear me, I thought that gown was all one piece. <laughs> Have a look. <laughs> Hans is bound to determine... 
put his hands on George here, and George is just as determined that he that he will not. What? Just a moment, please, Mr. Novak. Look at the look on Novak's face as if to say, ah, nuts. Hey, George, he's got his hand on your shoulder. Honest to goodness. I've seen everything in the wrestling ring, but this, this beats most of it. Don't ever sell this boy gorgeous George short as far as actual physical prowess is concerned. He possesses a lot of it. There's the bell, and we're off and running at International. This is Russ Davis speaking to you from ringside. This is the first time that we have happened to handle a match here where Hans wrestled Gorgeous George. I think this is the second time in Hans's career that he has met him. Once out on the coast. Well, there's a step out. George, uh, leave us not start any skullduggery because you're fooling with the master of same. Referee calling for the rope break. There he's a gorgeous George. He's a, uh, a front face lock there. There's a count four in Illinois, which is employed to break an illegal hold. Better be careful, Georgie. A hunch that the old blockbuster will tie it on you here. Hans is going to bust him, and George knows it. You notice one thing, that Hans has not laid a hand on George's hair as yet. A little bit of this keeps up, and uh, he'll get in his hair, don't worry. George refused to sign the contract for this match until he was assured by promoter Kohler that Kohler could deliver one one qualification of the contract, that Hans did not pull his hair. Maybe George is getting tender-headed or something, I don't know. Maybe the supply of Tony is running short. Oh, brother, did he get out from under that rope in a hurry? Hans made him squeal. That's a... Run under hammerlock on Hans. Hans tried to roll through. He did. Uh, George flailed out of it. George, uh, you're getting yourself all set up to get your hair pulled, boy. Still a hammerlock on the hunts. There are more youngsters who ringside tonight than I've seen in a long, long while. 
No, Hans finally grabbed George by his gorgeous locks. <laughs> Hans was trying to set up the flying mare. It didn't work out. Look at that kid eating that odd dog so nonchalant. Oh, fine. Well, he tried to knee drop in the back of the... Well, he hadn't got old Hans bent up yet by a long way. is willing to let him have that good hard right for absolutely nothing. I'm going to put my hands behind me and put you in the position of hitting a defenseless man, says George. And about that time, Hans found out he wasn't so. It's more submission wrestling here so far. George trying for a double outside wrist lock of Japanese. has come into the ring here tonight with a very heavy beard, and boy, is he roughing up George's face with it. I think he's trying to get a leverage. Well, so he's pulling your hair. Down there. He's been pulling his. And he's got a sneaker on gorgeous George now. A chin lock. He's sitting in the ring there. Now he's got him tight in the... Oh, why did he drop there by Hans? It's to gorgeous George's back. Right in the small of the back, right to the knee for Hans right there. What a devastating knee that was to the back. Oh, just ramming him back in the corner there. Well, that'll fix him. That'll that. send him to the cover. Oh, another chance over here. Cover, cover. One, two, and uh, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous George gets his shoulder up. Oh man, this, this is this is rough stuff. George, you were pulling hair. Come on. Get up, boy. Okay, so he punched you with a fist. He got away with it. So yeah, he did not. Tattletail. 
my goodness, what was that? A... He really cut loose with a big one there, didn't he? Oh man, what was that? A... Here's a chin lock, reverse. A back. Or head to head, hobo fashion here. Still the same detail. Chin lock, revert. Mm -hmm. He still got the chin lock since. Slight problem involved here. George is cutting off Hans's wind. That's why Novak is breaking it. Instead of a chin lock, it is. Also come to include his mouth and his nose. Hard one right in under the heart. Oh, what a slap there, by You could hear that one splat all over International Amphitheater. There's well, nothing pretty about Hunter's offense here. Boy, he heaved him clear across the ring, and this is a 22-foot ring. There's George's version of the flying mare. Just a stand here, take over and go on. Two, two, three, and the first fall thusly goes to George's George with his own West Coast variety of the flying mare. That's the old original. I guess this matches two out of three falls. Before they started throwing it over their shoulder. George is still a little bit afraid here of Hans. All Hans wants is for Novak to get out of the way for two minutes and he'll alter the complexion of the situation. Bobby Burns, he'll make it official. Nine minutes, 58 seconds, when they fly headlock, beware the first fall. So there you've got the first fall in this proposed two out of three affair between this little lad right here, Gorgeous George, who at the moment is not so gorgeous, and Hans Blockbuster Schnabel. Who are you calling for, George? Oh, Mr. Novak, he wants to put in a small complaint. Well, we'll wait while you do it. Hey, gorgeous George is uh, arguing with the referee there. He mess up your coiffure? Hmm? <laughs> Go on back and quit, quit being a chronic driver, Georgie. That's it. 
Call in Jeffries or whomsoever you want to tidy you up a bit if you feel that way. We'll wait. Way George is jumping here, you'd think he's got on these pogo pumps, wouldn't you? KFNO, uh, we're talking about here not too long ago. The Beulah Witch had gotten from somebody for a present. Well, here's the second fall beginning. No time out here while you get on a double girdle, Georgie. <coughs> no more guessing games. Hans will not guess which hand the marble is in. Hans has the ropes. Georgie had the trunks. Here's the press. Novak's told him to break it up. What did he mash his little old Adam's apple then? Mm, mercy me. Come on, George, get up, boy. You haven't changed to a tenor. <laughs> well, Hunt's really like Might have put George's voice up a couple notches there. There's a knee into George's ribs. Georgie's part there. He came up with his leg lock. And Georgie changed his leg lock into a toehold here. Several counts of one on Hans here. George, uh, you are using the roll-ups. Get out of his hair, Hans. This agreement not to pull George's hair has really hampered Hans. Okay, Mr. Novak caught you then. Come on, gorgeous. One, two, I'm gonna make him break it. No. You gotta get clear up, George. Okay, that handles the situation. Just clop him in the choppers. Wait a minute, you may have to disinfect him on, so it'll slow the match up. Someone would have had pneumonia. Had they been an inch closer to that, either that or rigor mortis. The headlock on Hans. 
Check. What I sold the tackle there by Gordon Goods and just flops off. Out of the ring. Managed to work his way out. Uh, where are you going there? What in the world? He, he pulled the old Ric Flair and begged him off there. Quite right. And wanting to see you get all, all worked over here. What a job to the, the face there by Gordon George's uh things are getting a little rough for Hans. Oh, well, uh, could be for George too. Chinlock posted. Hans didn't let go of it. I haven't seen one, one suplex yet. Uh-oh. I take that I take that back. There was a suplex. Backflip from way back. One, two, three. And the second fall thusly goes to Hans. And there's poor little George, all bent out of shape. Mercy me. Andy Frayne men are standing around waiting to keep the crowd off of him if and when he should wander out of the ring. Quit worrying about it, George. Hans is in his corner. Four minutes, 20 and one half seconds with a blockbuster, the winner of the second fall, Hans Schnabel! Oh, Hans puts on that blockbuster. I don't know where it got that name, unless it just shatters a whole block of territory when a guy hits a mat after having had it put on him. Did you notice how he picked George up just right by the neck and placed his hand ever so lightly on his wishbone and then pushed? Well, something had to give. And George did. Hans keeps trying to follow Novak here. I think it's with the idea of getting within arm's length of George. He got him crippled up here. He wants to keep him that way all through the rest period. And of course, one lick uh, could very well do that. Well, we'll be ready to go here in the third and final fall in a minute now. Back you go. Maybe some trico windshield wipers would be better, Hans. It'd look a little odd wearing them, but it'd certainly save a lot of lost motion. Don't you think? Hmm? Boy, he's a brute of a man. 245 pounds of it. There's the 10-second whistle. Wait a minute, fellas. You gotta wait till the whistle's done when. Yeah, and the bell's done blue. Okay, we're off and running again. Hans is starting to run. Possibly can. Oh, uh, now we're getting. Now we're getting brutal over here. The ropes and then our body slam. George is out of the ropes. Another body, no, another backbreaker. Oh, fine. Boy, has he got him loused up. Uh, Hans, uh, temper, 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 leave us not losing. George trying to get back in. Hans is bound to determine he's not going to get back in. 
Get out of the way. Uh-oh, Novak's going to call it off here. That's one thing these referees in Illinois will not stand for, is being roughed up. Hines pushed the referee, and he called for disqualification. They have been instructed not to. And so said Novak has disqualified Hans. Match, uh oh, George uh, going to bring a common denominator with him here, it seems like. Why? Wow. going to bust it on his head. In the 50s, they were using chairs. Wow, say, boy. You know, you're going to wind up. What a fight going on here. here. For about 16,000 years if you keep this up. Now get out of the ring like Mr. Novak tells you. George has won the match. There's his hand held high. George won it by disqualification because Schnabel started roughing up Novak. Go on, get out, go take a shower. The referee disqualified Hot Schnabel, gave the ball the winner, Gorgeous George! Don't go push any much, you might have to ride in these cabs someday. Get going, says Novak. Well, Gorgeous George has won over Hans Schnabel. By virtue of it, oh, and George, and George, George didn't do anything. Hans dominated the entire match. Uh, I guess it's all over now, but the showers and the long yeah. trip home. Okay, well, we're gonna watch another one here. Keep it quilted means you keep it the best. Keep it quilted means comfort. That. And, uh, no, that was the first time I'd seen that, but Gorgeous George got the win. We're gonna watch another one here. This is... We're gonna watch another one here. This is, uh... Gorgeous George, Luthes versus Buddy Rogers, 126. 51 also at the Chicago Amphitheater, so I will be uh, I'm not talking too much Here we go Luthes and Buddy Rogers at the Chicago Amphitheater Good evening everyone this is Russ Davis speaking to you from ringside at International Amphitheater and here's Luthes's world championship belt which he is wrestling uh, for the possession of here tonight against Nature Boy Buddy Raj. You saw them out there in the center of the ring. The guy who's refereeing this one, you may vaguely remember. The old Manassa Mauler himself, Jack Dempsey. No real contact here as yet. in Chicago was in Wrigley Field for a big charity affair. Buddy Rogers somehow or other got tangled up in the ropes and virtually hung himself. There's an arm lock kipped on Rogers, And so consequently could not answer the bell in that match and Lopez walked away being the winner of that. So this is actually a third try on Buddy Rogers' part here tonight to recapture or rather to take possession of. He's never had it. He Heavyweight Championship of the World belt as regarded by the NWA, which is the National Wrestling Alliance. 
there's a slender chance that somewhere along the line you may have heard uh, various men described as heavyweight champions, but they always neglect to say that it's only for the state of Timbuktu or starvation. Never the national wrestling heavyweight champion. You're looking at him right now, Black Trunks, Brother Luthez. These boys are wrestling before the largest crowd, I think, that has ever been packed into International Amphitheater. Close on to 17,000 people. Rogers tried to side, or rather a flying mare there, but it didn't work out. Both of these men prefer to wrestle on the clean side. The shorter temper to the two is Buddy Rogers. And then when he does turn out to be a stinker, boy, he's a stinker senior grade, this kid. That was a beautiful feint on Rogers' part. What he was trying to do was exactly what he did. Get Thez's mind on the fact that he was going to try and hit him with a flying mare and then pick up the leg that he had extended forward to keep his balance. He has it in the toehold now. And with a head press here, and had to vacate it. This boy, Buddy Rogers, may be familiar to a lot of you. I would like to remind people this is for the National Wrestling Alliance Heavyweight Championship of the Before he took on the Nome de Plume of Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Luthez has defended this heavyweight championship of his in this bout here tonight to the extent of 179 times previous to this one. This is the 180th bout. And Blue has put up his armor plate around the middle, namely his belt, as the thing to be carried away if he loses. As the announcer said, there were 17,000 people in the Chicago Amphitheater in the 50s to watch Luthez. Oh, what a body slam there by Buddy Rogers. It seems like there's more give to the mat here than the usual. You think that doesn't put a catch in your get-along, Mother? You got another guest coming. That would take the humps off a dromedary camel. Or does he only have one? He's got an idea there. Yeah, that's... that's... Dromedary only has one, doesn't he? Two. He's the guy with two. Oh, yeah, back for him. <laughs> back in the corner there. If it weren't for my sound crew, I'd never know anything. Oh, what a cheap shot there. Clip of the jaw for cheap and open right hand there by Buddy Rogers. Rogers being cautioned about it by Dempsey. My you can goodness. get an evidence of the crowd here tonight by the way they are mauling our cameraman around. Oh, boy, the, have to make the a audience is... It looks like it was shot off a donkey back. Another uh, shot there by uh, Mr. Buddy Rogers. Rogers. Right to the face, the open hand fist there to you by Buddy Rogers. Academy, boy. My goodness. Les, Fez, yeah, Fez gets that old left of his cocked. You want to get out of the way, because he can hit you with it. I don't think he can.
Dempsey's making making him break it up. Mostly because Rogers was on the ropes. Fist pushing Rogers back to the ropes there. Oh, what in there? Right in under the heart. Man. Broad arm licks in the rib. The referee's got to get into those are stiff shots. Ever string on your banjo. Another uh, lock in the fences. Those are stiff shots by Buddy Rogers. This right a little bit of what they call rough, rough, rough. Add him in there. Another one under the heart for Thaz. Dempsey's beginning to take after our Mr. Rogers. And Rogers is just strutting around there. I wonder if Rogers ever faced Gorgeous George. Well, you finally asked for it, buddy. Thaz will take so much of that, and then he can get as rough and as nasty and ornery as the next guy. Even a little worse. That's probably why he's champion. Because he asks no quarter and he gives none once he starts out with a rough stop. Can you take him here? He's hitting so fast the cameras can't even catch it. I think he just slapped him on Inside man. Yeah, it's tight headlock there. Take down at Rogers to try to stop his offense. There's got the rear headlock there. What a takedown. Cody's cracking him in the spine, or Rogers, rather. You see here? Hitting him right in the spine with a doubled-up fist. So, this match almost went an hour, everybody, so... Settle in. It's a... Smack him on the snoot every time he cracks him in the spine that way. I think that would discourage Rogers no little too. Shoulder stand. Rolled up there too. Oh, buddy Rogers. Rolled up there too. Two. You're going to have to let go from the trunks there, brother Rogers. It ain't fair. They'd want you to pack him around by him and put handles on him. Counts of one on Rogers here. This is the best two out of three falls, 60 minute time limit. Tell they hold, boys. There's what a, a fast press. Maybe one, two. Well, well Lou looked hotter than a goose gun on open day of the season there for a minute, didn't he? Here's a body scissors on Rogers. This is where you get that wasp waste mama that Gossard used to sell you for $14.50. This is a two out of three falls match, by the way. This, and we'll never need one again. You've got a permanent hourglass figure. 
two out of three falls were common back in the 50s. Jack Dempsey for all of his 50 odd years, 250 pounds, still moves around just a whole lot like a big old tomcat, just slow, simple and easy. You watch him. Trying to get the leverage there for. Lou's still hanging on to this body scissors. He's got him in a body lock. And go right in the arm bar there from Thez. Rogers still doing his level best to get free here, but doesn't look like he's got too much of a chance. Is that Thez that's got the body lock of Rogers? I think it's Thez on Rogers. Who gets those big old legs around it? Like having yourself in a brand new pair of tweezers is just kind of sharp and hard to get away from. You've got to use the leverage here. Oh my, oh my gosh, what a open hand slap there by Rogers to get out of that. Oof. The crowd doesn't like that. Who really took one then? Back to the side headlock there. Oh, what a gouge to the eye there by, with, by Rogers to this. He keeps boring right back in. You can't make it too rough for him. Ooh, wee, a reverse back flip and a body slam. Yep, what a throw the there by well, double knees by Rogers to this. Cauliflowers and they are sensitive. Yes, sirree, Bob. The audience has got to start getting a little bit agitated over here. Another headlock. Side mare. And the takedown with it. Boy, they landed like a ton of fresh beef then. I take that back. There's no give to this net. my boy Mike. How's that? It's not like today. There's no give to this mad headlock. Rogers is sweating this one on tight. Side mare, and a takedown with it. 
Brother Dempsey's telling Mr. Rogers what the good book says about cheating. He might need that by the time this match is over. Curtis Mitchell is here at ringside again tonight. Rewriting the English rules of wrestling. He thinks maybe he can learn a little something from promoter Fred Kohler's tactics here. He's one of these stuffy old boys who says, I, I understand American and speak English, you know. Real snob. Mr. Rogers, all oh, the wages of sin are going to be great indeed. Another takeover there by Buddy Rods. Headlock takeover by Buddy Rogers. Watch Thez try and flail out of this. You may See, hear I'm watching this footage and doing commentary. I'm watching this on... Uh, I'm watching it as I'm commentating, so you can't see what I'm watching, but I am watching this. Rogers has pretty much kept this Definitely thing grounded for most of the match. I assure you, he definitely isn't. Still a headlock on Thez. Scrabbling around here, trying to get out of it. See what luck he has. Jack Dempsey has refereed a good many of Luthez's championship matches since he took over the belt and went under the management of old Ed Strangler Lewis, whom I'm sure all of you old wrestling fans remember. Here's a hammerlock on Rogers. Fez slipped out of that headlock and countered at the same time. Back elbow there by Rogers. Right back to that side headlock, keeping Fez grounded. Down the lane to the highway and they had to give up again. Oh, bogged down in his headlock. Didn't Lucez win the title in 1948? Only half of the crowd here in the International Amphitheater, of course, can see Rogers indulging in these rough tactics. And you'll hear half of them boo, and the other half will be cheering. It, it's an odd thing in the way of crowd reaction. Ooh, mercy me, is he beating on his little noggin? Oh, who's the Queen of Sheba over here? Look at that swept back babushka this gal's wearing on the far side of the ring. She looks like Cleopatra. One of Sir Curtis's subjects, no doubt. 
Rogers just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just heavyweight champion of the world. I ain't afraid for me. That's Rogers. He will be if Dempsey ever cracks him. Chinlock reversed into a headlock. Quite a few good hard rights into the peepers and the nose here that Rogers has given up with. There's the face getting a little messed up. Another side there. The photographers on the left side of the ring thought they had Thez as a birthday present then. I've been looking for sight of old Ed Lewis here at ringside. We catch a shot of him, I'll point him out to you. They say in Jersey, I'll print him out. Better yet, as they say down in Arkansas, I'll holler him for you. The fact that he just might pop Rogers' ankle here. Well, you can see, dear friends and gentle people, Brother Fez is really working his toehold over. Looks like he's taking a 99-year lease with air rights and everything else. Dempsey tells you to be careful. Mustn't use your knee on Uncle Louis' Adam's apple.
I've missed her, Roger. You little stinker. We wouldn't love him if he wasn't a little stinker, though, would we? Headlock on Thez. Sally Ho, low bridge. <laughs> what did he let him have that one in the choppers? A knee lift. God, Lou, I think he's only funning, boy. He's playing possum. He's not playing possum either. That left eye of Rogers is swelled up like a Christmas football. He really took it right on the cheekbone. Another headlock and a pop in the snoop. This is a chin lock, supposedly. It could be a little bit of a chokehold. Uh, Uncle Lou, let go. You notice Fez always carries the attack. He, he bores in all the time. Mm. Oh, there, that was a spine-shattering side mare. susceptible to. Here's Ed Strangler Lewis up in Luthez's corner. There's the old man himself who invented the head lock. Ed Strangler Lewis. I used to go watch him when I was a little tiny fellow. Ed is now 67 years old. Sir Curtis Mitchell just walked up here a minute ago and hit the wrong switch. There's something about mad dogs and Englishmen. I, I can't remember the phrase. But at any rate, here is Buddy Rogers trying to regain what composure was spun out of him by Thez with that airplane spin. But I say Buddy's original wrestling name was Dutch Rody. He came into the world as Herman Rody and was a Mr. America at one time. Matter of fact, if my memory serves me right, I think that the Dutch was the first 
of the crop of Mr. America's, and I probably will be hearing from all kinds of Mr. America fan clubs on that. I'll stick my neck out. I do all the time anyway. Even the turtle doesn't get anywhere if he doesn't. It looks slightly like the right thumb of Mr. Rogers and Mr. Tez's left eye. I think uh, kind of a black eye maybe right there. First ball has gone to Lufez. No, 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 says Dempsey. You mustn't do that, Lewis. You insist I'm going to put gloves on you. Oh, come on, cried Baby. He just smack on the cauliflower. Sure, they're a little tender. I like a good 10-year-old bunion. I guess if there's any place on these bodies that a wrestler is susceptible to pain, it's from those cauliflowers. They'll crack over the kidneys. What are you doing, buddy? Getting confused? But not amused, huh? Headlock. Dempsey's. He was telling Fez to break it up. He did. Only Lou took him literally and thought he meant to bridge Buddy Rogers' nose. Another headlock. On to the ropes again. Shoulder tackle. Flying heads is over there by Buddy Rogers. The shoulder tackle was by Fez, but Rogers took him over with a flying head scissors. Now you hurt his head when you made the takedown there, buddy. Oh, you're wiping the sweat out of his eyes, I see. Russ Davis speaking to you. International Amphitheater, Chicago, promoter Fred Kohler's World Championship match between Lou Fez, the boy in the black trunks, Buddy Rogers, the guy with the head scissors on the man in the black trunks. Hope everything's clear. Everything is clear except the camera area. The boys are still having to try and make pictures under conditions that approximate an island sale at the end of VE day. In other words, a little crowded. Chinlock reversed on Rogers. Mr. Dempsey's going to scold you in a minute there, buddy. Winged with a head scissors. <laughs> you can see Rogers Bulldog in his head scissors. Look at him come out of there. Cauliflowers are known. Arm locked, posted, and right back at the detail again. Rogers is trying to wear out Fez here, and I think he's doing successfully here.
Jensen arm scissors short now off as looked for an instant there like Rogers was going to go for another head scissors but changed his mind and took this arm scissors short. This one will make you wish you'd stayed home and read the Sears Robot catalog. Or read. Lou's still trying to work his way out of his arm scissors or else make a, a pin with it. Some doubt in Mr. Dempsey's mind here as to whether or not Rogers was in Fez's toupee. We know he was, don't we, huh? Is Fez wearing a toupee? Where we can see. Here's Fez trying to make another pin. Rogers got him to the sideburns then, but Dempsey caught him. Or did he? No, I didn't do nothing, coach. Much he didn't, the bum. Uh, pardon me. If that guy doesn't quit walking up and down that side of the ring, I'm going to get him a Coca-Cola thing and let him go to selling pops. <laughs> and also sell mom while he's at it. Well, we cotched you that time, buddy, me by. We made Mr. Fez angry. Oh, quit primping and parading around. Wrestle. I should criticize him. Me who can go past six seconds in wheelchairs at 40 paces. Did he just say wheelchairs? I think he just said wheelchairs, everybody. Ironic because I'm in a wheelchair too. So that's funny. Take down with same. And I have a quadriplegia, so that's kind of why you know I have a unique perspective in there. As you see, a side headlock with uh, Rogers here. They should try to roll his shoulders over to the other side of the thing here. Right back in the headlock by Thez. Really use him. I would think they're really going to pick it up here in the third fall. Uncle Lou's still hanging pretty tight to his headlock, but look at Rogers trying for a shoulder here in a pin.
Why did you the tackle by that? Oh, what a drop kick. By Buddy Rogers. Oh, this is coming off the ropes. Right into a drop kick there. That was nasty. Breathe away. Brother, that's the nastiest drop kick I think I've seen in years. There goes Rogers. Into a pile driver and uh one, two, three. Well, that's a rough one that Buddy Rogers uses. So he's got a fall off of Luthez. Now there's right another fall by Luthez there. Fall of peace. One for the brain trust here. He's pointing out the fact that he... Yes, you have this. Uh, quite obvious, Mr. Rogers. You can see Buddy Rogers is quite right proud of him. Proud of himself there, and Des is trying to recover in the corner. Well, they look like frying pans that have been rusted out. They're really sights to behold. Ten seconds warning is sounded here. We'll be off and running for the third and deciding fall here now. This best two out of three falls with a 60-minute time limit. Lou is still groggy from this pile driver that Rogers slammed on him. Rabbit punches are not allowed with the fist. The broad part of the arm, strangely enough, they are, but not with the fist. Look, buddy, with 35 minutes in this him, match. That poor old man will peel you loose from your social security number, boy. With just one short jab. He'd take you out of the class of being nature boy, Buddy Rogers. does Mr. Fez's IQ an awful lot of good. Settles his thinking. What a... A chin... Uh, just ramming him back in the corner there, Buddy Rogers. Club to the neck and Buddy Rogers and Thez picked him up in a body slam. Covered by Thez. Referee didn't even get a one. Or does it seem? Maybe not. I'll rewrite the screen. Dempsey walking in there saying, simmer down, fellas, simmer down. He's getting ready to do a little alley fighting there when he's making motions with his feet and his knees. And he would, but I've seen him do it. Provoke enough. Double wrist lock outside. Chin music is beginning to flow rather freely between and Rogers here. Knuckle music will provide the epilogue if Rogers keeps it up.
So he's just trying to get out of it. But right back down to the mat, and Buddy Rogers holds on to get a wrist lock there. And uh, referee asked Buddy Rogers to break it up in there. Seems that Mr. Fez has had all he wants. Buddy's going to go work for him here. Luke gets that left hand to his double up. It looks like one of Armour's star hands. Just a couple of pounds heavier than. Back to the ropes there. Well, Thez is not going to have a clean break with the right hand. Yeah, right hand there by Thez, and now they're going to have it. Trading right hands. And uh, I think Thez knocked him out with it. Now Thez is getting mad. Uh, here's a couple of one. We'll see what uh, Rogers wants to do here after the body slam on Thez. One of those uppercuts of Rogers is caught Thez in the upper lip and really split it open. He's come up with a hammerlock. This is one that he likes to tinker with. Matter of fact, he will tinker with it so well that you can always get your paycheck with that hand without having to look at your boss if he keeps it on for five minutes. There's got a... Uh, there's got a wrist lock on uh, Rogers there and just yanking it up there and slowing the pace down here. That seems to be the M.O. between these guys whenever one guy gets a uh, Advantage, the other one slows it down. A point of his elbow right into Fez's ear again. And uh, this action pick it up. Uh, shoulder tackle by it. Rogers all missed it. Right in the corner. Boy, yeah, boy, yeah. Boy, oh boy, how he hit the corner of that ring. Oh, he did a sort of a stinger splash right there. On his part. This looks like that old classic portrait of the vein and the valiant. They're gonna need some valiant after this match. Well, these boys really <laughs> cripple each other up tonight. They're out to remodel a rancho. These guys are gonna leave this all in the ring. This, but ladies and no gentlemen, dumps. is the definition of leaving wrestling in the ring. This is really wrestling. There's nothing fancy about this. No, no gimmicks, just wrestling right here. Buddy, I don't see any bones sticking out through the meat. You can't be hurt so bad. Well, Lou's got that arm tripled up, and he's going after. Now, Luke going to work on, on, on Buddy Rogers' arm. Just smashed it in the turnbuckle there. hard and long here tonight. Fall of peace for him. And these guys have got to be getting tired by now, but they're still going. Uh, Lutez has got a headlock on Rogers. Off the rope goes Thez. And his shoulder tackle down goes Rogers. And his shoulder tackle by Thez, obviously. 
Yeah. And they both tackle out of the ring. Yeah. Hey, we need some wrestlers in the ring. You can hear the announcers saying they need to get the wrestlers back in the ring. And the ref's starting to count now. Murder. There's Thad. Really quite fast, but he's back in the ring. Roger still hasn't gotten in. What a shoulder tackle there by Fez, you know. Boy, oh boy. Talk about murder on 10th Avenue. We got it right here in the International Amphitheater tonight. Look at that. Buddy's nose is leaking like he had a spring cold, but it's all blood this trip. This is a hell of a... Can I use the word hell of a match on this podcast? We're, we are live and on TuneIn Radio, well, by the way. The bucks have gone after each other here tonight. Like a pair of mad dogs in the meat house. The honey bee with a bent stinger, eh? I've never seen anything like this before, man. This, this, this is something. This is really something over here. I'm gonna need a traveling nurse when I get through with this. Yeah. Off the, there's a drop kick by oh, by by uh, uh, Buddy Rogers uh, took that off the off the stage there and he immediately got out of the body slam and. Hit a double knee drop by Thez. Thez body slams um, Buddy Rogers and now Thez in control here. Another Thez across body by Rogers. One and Thez back into the head. Anybody would after almost a full hour of full throttle wrestling here, the way these guys have gone at it tonight. The head scissors on Rogers. He just couldn't pick him up. Enough to get a body slam on him there. He just toppled over backwards. He's like an old world of sunflower. Yeah, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing fancy about this match. No, you know, just a Let's lot of technical wrestling. Buddy, says Lou, as he slams his head halfway through the match. More like that, and he won't have anything to think it over with. I mean, I'm in a wheelchair, and I could wrestle this style because, you know. Well, Bud's out over the ropes here. Dempsey's hey. breaking it up. I was supposed to do a... Oh. And he's back in the ring now. You can quit counting, Jack. I think they're... I think the, the referee got mixed up there. He thought he was out of the side of the ring. Buddy Rogers trying to use the ropes there. Uh, just kicked him in the face, did Thez. Well, the two-minute-to-go signal has just been passed here. Means that these next two minutes are apt to be wild and free. Oh, what a mercy me! Gotta bridge him up. We've seen that before. And Thez uh, trying to get a knee lift in. And a side mare. 
snapping their takeover. Nothing delicate about this match tonight. These guys have gone at each other in hammer and tongs. Says to protect his national heavyweight. And nobody's got the advantage in this match. That's that's what's just been back and forth. They pulled out all the stops. One. Forty-six minutes in the match. I think I've ever seen in the wrestling ring. Even when Jumpin' Joe Savoli brought the thing out, and ninety percent of the wrestlers around the country were unaccustomed to it. I've never seen anybody soak them up the way Thez has, and Rogers too here tonight, for that matter. Thez is Rogers with another cheap shot on Thez. This is not your family's Thanksgiving match, I'll tell you that. Dempsey's cautioning Rogers here in the last few seconds of this match. Uh-oh. Wait for him that trip. Yes, you used your head, Buster. Come on, get in here and wrestle. You haven't won this match yet. I don't think your superior intellect is going to contribute a bit to it. Fez has an arm scissors short here. Count of one. Uh, they've, they've, uh, pretty much spent a lot of time on the mat here. This is trying to work over the arm of Fez, uh, Rogers. Neither man seemed to get the advantage here, and they gotta get the. Do we have overtime? clock here in the amphitheater must be off by a matter of no more than a minute because I just heard timekeeper Bill Fazy yell from ringside that one minute to go. Nightmare. That's brutal stuff, man. Belly to back suplex there by Fez. There again, once. And that's the second time in the last few minutes. Fez has Tried to pick Rogers up and missed him. Either he's weak in his back muscles or something. Will have to be broken up again. Dempsey trying to pry him apart. Headlock. Off the ropes. Another Thez pressed by Luthez. Just a two counter. Hey now, let's not make like locomotives, fellas. What happened? You know you'll bend your boilers out of shape. 
This just fell on top of Rogers. Back out of this thing here. Well, Fez is going to retain because he got the draw. Has wound up in a draw. This is Russ Davis speaking to you from Ringside Theater in Chicago. Hope you've enjoyed promoter Red Kohler's match tonight. Fez is going to end up in a draw and he retains the title, but the uh, Rogers wins. Oh, that was a heck of a heck of a thing there, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, no, uh, next time on the podcast, we're going to do some more watching. Twenty-three pounds from Minneapolis, recognized by the NWA. Uh, we're going to watch some more old uh, wrestling. We're going to watch uh, some more from the fifties. We're going to watch uh, Luthez versus Vern Gagne, and we're going to really enjoy that. And I'm going to do some commentary. It's going to be laid out just like this. Uh, episode uh, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting man so uh thank you very much for listening to this podcast uh this has been another episode of outside the pro wrestling ring podcast a little bit different than what we usually do here but if you like this format we'll continue to do it and on here outside on the outside the pro wrestling ring podcast thanks for listening bye-bye